James chapter 4. I love the book of James. James and Paul, um, between works and grace, uh, there is no such conflict. They give two sides to the same coin. They're in complete harmony with one another, and they complement one another. Um, Salvation is and always has been by grace through faith. But James talks about a, a, a belief that behaves. Uh, it's been called the, New Test- the Proverbs of the New Testament, and it is intensely practical. And so we find ourselves in James chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain... You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. We talked a little bit about that this morning, didn't we? Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We hear that phrase a lot in and out of churches. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And yet we would do well to take a little bit of time and see just what that means and what that entails. I like the idea of Satan fleeing from me, don't you? I like the idea of being the kind of Christian that he wants no part of. I like the idea of being, uh, of being the kind of Christian that experiences consistent victories and uh, um, um, you know, power in my life, particularly over Satan. How do we do that? Well, you resist the devil, and he will flee from you. True. But how do you do that? What does it mean to resist the devil? What all is entailed in resisting the devil? I mean, yeah, we can go just by the base of the word. Resist means to to fight against or to push against, to not let him have a foothold in your life. But what all does that entail? And so we look to the passage to get the answer of how to resist the devil. How to resist the devil. Have I prayed? No. Lord, please help me. I pray that you just speak to our hearts today. We'll not be here long unless you say that we should be. But Lord, your word is quick and powerful. It's able to do a lot of work in a little bit of time. Would you help me to rightly divide your word of truth? Would you speak to us, Lord, and get us home safely? Thank you for the fellowship that we've enjoyed today. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, thank you for how you treated our visitors today. We had a number of visitors, and several of them stayed to eat. And you were so kind, and uh, I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that very much. I had one visitor ask me today, he came to Sunday school. I was glad to have him. He says, can I come back? Of course. Of course you can. You're always welcome. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for the role you're playing in drawing people into this ministry. Well, how do we resist the devil? There's four things that need to be in place. Number one, it begins with prayer. It begins 
with prayer. What type of prayer specifically? Well, first of all, it needs to be active prayer. Would you agree with me? There's a lot of Christians. It's not, it's not that, that they don't believe in prayer. It's not that they don't know how to pray. It's just prayer is not active in their lives. We just, we just don't take the time. We just don't put forth the effort. An active prayer, like look at verse 2. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war. Now look at this. Yet you have not because you ask not. Why do you not have the victory in these matters in your life that he's covered all the way up until chapter 4? Real simple. You don't have it first and foremost because you're not asking for it. Anybody that's a Christian that doesn't have wisdom, there's one person who that's fault is, and that's yours. What did God say? If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God gives in one of his rare, unconditional promises, except that you have to ask for it. Wisdom. And why do we not have victory? It starts with the fact that we're just not asking for it. Our prayer life needs to be one that is active, but then it needs to be appropriate. Kind of what we talked about this morning, about praying for things that God didn't want us to have. It needs to be appropriate. Look at verse number three. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. May God help us. May God help us to get into the lifestyle, the spiritual lifestyle of just learning to ask God what he wants for our lives. Lord, make my will line up with yours. Not my will be done, but thy, not my will, but thine be done. But the truth is, if we're honest, a lot of times it's, Lord, not thy will, but mine be done. May God help us to line our will up with his. May our prayer life be active, and may it be appropriate. Then, number two, if we're going to resist the devil, number two, it's a matter of fidelity. It's a matter of fidelity. God forbid, a thousand times, I don't even like to think it, I don't even like to use it as an illustration, but if I were to be unfaithful to my wife in the traditional sense of the word, you would think less of me, wouldn't you? You would think that a serious thing. You would think that a big deal, and you should. You should. Because we have in us this this built-in understanding that we're to be faithful to one another in marriage, and we're to be faithful to God. But look look at what James says here. Look at how serious this is. Verse number four, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. When a marriage falls apart because of a lack of faithfulness, it is a grievous thing. It makes the family sad, but it makes all those that know and love them sad. It's a big deal. And we understandably and rightfully get sad about that and get, get hurt and maybe even angry. But we don't bat an eyelash when we or another Christian is unfaithful to God. And yet James makes it very clear. This is the same level, in fact, more so because God's never failed us. God deserves our absolute fidelity absolute fidelity and so if you love the world friendship with the world is enmity with God and to embrace the world to the exclusion of God or to embrace the world at all is spiritual infidelity and we should see it as such when I confess sin in my life the very first thing I need to understand is Lord I've been unfaithful to you Lord, I've come up short. I've hurt you. 
David said, against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Fidelity, if you want to have, if you want to have victory over the devil and you want to resist the devil, it begins with an active and appropriate prayer life and then it moves into fidelity. And then thirdly, it's a matter of humility. Verse 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Now, what is humility? Humility is not walking around with your head hung low. I'm nothing. I'm just completely without value. That's not true. Value is determined by what somebody's willing to pay for something, and Jesus sure did pay a whole lot for all of us, didn't he? So your, your value is, is measurable. Humility is an accurate understanding of ourselves in light of God's word. That's what humility is. And we're to have an accurate estimation of ourselves in light of God's word if we're to have victory over the devil. So if I'm coming up against the devil, what does humility demand that I know? It demands that I know that I am no match for him. It demands that I know that I can't fight him off. But I say what it also demands that I know, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You want to have victory over the devil? Understand you can't do it. You need, you need God's help. See, humility. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Well, how will I know that I'm humble? You won't. Because if you ever know that you're humble, forgive me, Miss Collins, you ain't. There's a... I've got to be careful about this. I don't want to spend too much time on this kind of thing. But there's one couple in particular. They're brother and sister. They made me twins. And they have a little YouTube channel. And uh, they live over near where I used to live. And they're Christians. And, and he is, he's on the spectrum. And, uh, and they, they have their little video channel that they do together. And it's just, at times it's funny, at times it's inspiring, at times it's sad. And I just, I find that I enjoy their, I enjoy their silliness. Like for instance, he saved up his money and bought a truck. It's his truck, but he can't drive. He just wanted to be able to say he had a truck. And uh, so he has a truck and he'll go out in the yard and he'll sit, he'll sit in the truck, listen to the radio, do whatever. He doesn't go anywhere, but that's his truck. And, uh. Anyway, uh, somebody sent them a gift, and they, they, they videoed open the box, and it said, we really appreciate him. They called his name. We really appreciate him. He is so, he, is so uh, he loves the Lord, and he's very humble. And he goes, yep, that's true. I do love the Lord, and I am very humble. Now, I give him a pass, because I, I think he's just speaking what he knows, you know. But uh, if you, for, for most of us, if you think you're humble, you're not. You're not. Humility will constantly drive you closer to your knees and closer to the throne. Because the more humble we truly get, the more we realize we need to be more like Jesus. You want to have victory over the devil. Begins with prayer, active and appropriate. Fidelity, humility, and then submission. How often do we read portions of verses? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But you understand that doesn't work without the first half. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You will never have victory over the devil if you are not actively submitting to God and his will in your life. Beloved, the more we strive for revival, the more we strive to be more like Jesus, you may rest assured that the devil and or his forces will come against you, will come against your family, will come against this church. It's going to happen. Always does. So what do we do? Well, we want to resist the devil. We want him to flee from us. We want to have victory. It begins with prayer. That's why we're having these prayer cottage meetings. It begins with prayer. And then we've got to stay faithful to the world. Eschewing the wor- to, the, to the Lord, rather. Whew, Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> Days like today, I think I probably should just retire. I do wonder sometimes what's going on up here. We should be faithful to the Lord and eschew the world. Fidelity. Humility. To see ourselves accurately in light of God's word. And then submission. Whatever you want, Lord. That's what I want.